Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 25 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off the week is Lil El Eddie. Ah, screwed up again. See, I got it right only once this week. <laughs> Little Eddie O'Hare, formerly of the DC TV, DC TV Report and Wicked Theory Podcast. Welcome back to the show for the for the last time this week, Eddie. I, next week I won't have to say the name again. I won't have to try and get that right. That's okay. How's it going? It's going great. Going great. Um, my my feet are a little cold from the you know walking barefoot on the metal, but hopefully I'll be able to get into the, the, the get onto the thirty first floor, find an office with some shag carpeting. That's just going to be so much. That's going to be great. I'm going to be able to make more fists with my toes. Fingers. That's what I'm looking forward to. Fingers That's crossed. Me. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> And how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm having a ball. All right, cool. All right. So, minute 25 begins with John opening the stairway stairway door with a thud and ends with Hans trying to calm everyone down. Mm. So, we had yesterday's minute with uh John running up the stairs barefoot on the the cold metal stairway of Nakatomi of the Nakatomi building. And what we get here is he opens the door and sees two of the, 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 I, 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 I'm trying not to call them terrorists here. I'm just saying bad guys the whole time, you know, Yeah. but, but they're terrorists, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, they're thieves, you know, they're in, they're in, they're inflicting terror regardless, even if, even if their ultimate goal is not to kill everybody. Yeah. You know, that, that's something. Cause when you think of terrorists, you think of people that are trying to kill everybody. Not necessarily people who also are thieves at the same time. Uh, yeah. Spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen this. So if if Alex somehow you decided to continue listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you now know something else that you shouldn't know until you see later in the movie. But oh well, mm-hmm. what can I tell you? Watch the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, they'll please, explain it. Please, we'll, please, you'll, pro- please. You'll probably explain it in like two or three weeks. <laughs> uh, maybe. No. Yeah. Is it two, uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. It'll be about two or three weeks. Good point. So John opens the door and he sees uh, two of the bad guys wheeling something. We see one of them is Theo and we see the other one is Kristoff. Right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're wheeling what look like uh, large uh, uh, suitcases. Maybe it's something uh, maybe they borrowed it from Dell. Well, it looks like you know? DJ equipment. It's like the kind of stuff that like yeah. uh, you know, like roadies are, are, do, are, are pushing around before a concert. Yeah, it could be. That's true. Mm-hmm. That, that, it does look more like that than uh, Dell's uh, trunk. You know, mm-hmm. it was, you know, this this mm-hmm. is a year later, so who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. Dell is back in New York, you know, after he finished uh, finished up Thanksgiving <laughs> uh, in in uh, you know in Chicago. He decided that he was going to fly out to L.A., you know, spend a little Christmas, crash a little party. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Theo's like, hey, Dell Griffith, Dell Griffith, uh, sound man. <laughs> Theo's like, hey, man, wherever I go, my amp follows. You know, this is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, but he, actually, Theo doesn't look to me as somebody who yeah, would he really would... care about the music. <laughs> you know, he's he's a he's a guy who'd be playing video games. <laughs> you know, he's he's playing uh, you know Call of Duty and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll have to ask uh, Palmer. You know, what 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 uh, games he thinks Theo would play. You know, he'll he'll give us a whole list. <laughs> I mean. In night in 1988, oof, you know he's probably he's probably doing like adventure or some kind of RPG. He's playing um, uh, 
uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So he, he, so John looks in, he sees the two of them and, and quickly closes the door, you know, and, and, uh, decides to, to go up the stairs to the next flight. You know, maybe there can't be that many of them here. You know, <laughs> can we be able to find some, some floor where there's nobody else? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, you're just you got to keep going. Yeah, you you can't you can't really take take too much time to think. Yeah. But I, I like the way that he he closes the door as gently as he can, even though he opened it with a thud. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we mm -hmm. we're, we're back at the party, and we get to see uh, there's a lot of sounds of us screaming. You know, uh, there's gunfire. There's uh, a lot of once again lots of pandemonium mm -hmm. in the party area. Yeah, but by the way, something that would happen only in a movie. You're not firing that gun indoors unless you have to. Well, it it, it is know, a high like ceiling. Old. You know, we don't, we're not sure how many floors this you know this this area is. Mm -hmm. But regardless, you're right. <laughs> you, you don't do that. You you know you would. And I, I wonder if they're they're shooting up, uh, you know, straight up. At what angle are they shooting? You know, are they shooting at an angle where they're just gonna maybe hit windows or you know. Yeah, but also you have that giant like you know Frank Lloyd Wright setup where you know you have you know, there's so much stuff hanging from that ceiling. Yeah, you know you don't want you don't want that rock just to just to fall on the waterfall just come down and cause an accident. Right. You know <laughs> that that would be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. On yeah, that. and and then we mm -hmm. we we get a shot in first of all another great Jean uh, Jan de Bont, uh shot here where everyone is out of focus in the background but you see Carl. You know, whispering something to Hans. I have no idea what he's whispering yes. to him. Doesn't really make a difference. But but we see, you know, there's focus on the on on the the foreground and the background is all a blur. You know, it's done really really well. Uh, like I said, I have absolutely no idea what Carl could be telling him at this point. Maybe he's whispering to him the the number of people that that they've counted in the room or something like that. Maybe he's telling him, you know, the, my stupid brother tried too hard to take more more time than he needed. Mm -hmm to cut off the phone so i i dealt with it mm -hmm. in my own particular way i don't know i i have plain m&ms i left the peanuts at home it's could be yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's also gearing up all right showtime <laughs> yeah he's getting ready to make his address maybe at this point carl is telling hans what to say he's the yeah. puppet master <laughs> who knows could be who knows and at this point we we see that the, they're they're starting to like put all the uh you know guests together in into like uh, they're rounding them up basically you know like a uh like one would do in a western you know you're rounding everybody up <laughs> and then uh, yep. we get a shot of ellis who is just walking back and forth he's clearly paranoid from all the drugs he's been taking you know, oh, and he goes, rat fink. Yeah, seriously, he goes, stay calm, stay calm. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, trying to convince himself that everything's going to be okay, even though it won't be because you're stoned out of your mind and you're going to do something really stupid in, in about an hour that's going to, you know, uh, end, end any hostile takeover you might, might want to try. You know, oh. and, and I love the, the way that they show us Holly and Takagi. Right after oh they show him, God. you see him paranoid, and the two of them are as calm. Uh, you know, they're completely with, uh, you know, they're uh, they're they're steel, or what's what's the phrase? Yes. They're 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 stone faced. Stone faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it, no, it, stone faced. Stone faced is is is, is actually Ellis. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> they have nerves of steel. That's what it is. Yes, yes. But uh, <laughs> what what's also funny is is you could tell they're both thinking. Yeah. Like Takagi is really considering the situation, but they're all, they also both at different times give glances at Ellis of like. Jesus Christ, I'm trapped here with him. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, but he's he's also high management, so they he must be good at what he does. That they they're able to suffer through everything else in order to have him there. Well, yes, it's one thing to be to be to be a good business negotiator. It's a very different to 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 be cool under pressure in a life or death situation. Correct. Um, which is something that Ellis is not demonstrating right now. So John enters the 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 floor and. You know, there's tons of construction going on. You know, we see all of the. You can you can tell that this is where they're still doing work on the 20th Century Fox room. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, this 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 doesn't need to be a set. This could be real. And they change the music, and it you know it adds to the tension and stuff like that. And and I love the way that John walks around and checks everything that's going on in this whole floor. He's he's trying to take it all in, and he he does it all in a he's very nervous the whole time for obvious reasons yes and also you could tell that his police training is keeping in is is kicking in because he he has the gun pointed out and he has his back to the wall that he's already checked for safety you know so um so if something if someone's going to enter the room he's going to see it and he's trying to keep as much of the room in front of him as possible yeah and he's doing a great job of it there's you know we, we can see that that you know his his stint on moonlighting helped with uh, you know giving Bruce Willis the the idea of what he's supposed to you know how he's supposed to act in these type of situations I guess yes you know and then he he you know in the middle of the room we see like this this work desk which seems a little out of place but you know well, I guess there, there's a reason that it's there yeah well it's there because it's there because we need it yeah it will you know? yeah it looks like a drafting table. <laughs> You know, uh, where you see like a blueprints there and a thermos. So that's probably just somewhat, you know, a foreman's workstation. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's actually, there's, there's blueprints. There's two thermoses. There's a phone, which John picks up and realizes that doesn't work. Okay. There's a, uh, yellow, uh, yellow paper pad. Um, there are pencils that are sitting in a pencil holder, mm-hmm. you know, like, a maybe, uh, a, a, some sort of mug or something like that. You know, and then they're like plans of, you know, what they're doing there and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's great that they're they're paying good attention to detail here, you know, the the way that they do this. Yeah. And and then he 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 walks over to the to to the window and he looks out and he sees a a woman, you know, in an apartment. That's uh, you know, what what's what's really funny is that in this entire building. All the lights are out except for in that apartment. So I guess this is, you know, we, we discussed yesterday about Joel Silver, you know, adding certain parts into the movie. And I guess the, there's a reason why he decided to add this in. Yes. Yeah. A woman walking around in her in her underwear talking on the phone. Yes. And, and having John look. Well, also, also like, you know, I'm, I'm in I'm in a studio apartment right now to think that you would have an apartment with no blinds uh, and to have them open in the middle of the night. It's, it just seems like an odd choice. Well, again, this isn't the middle of the night. This is 6 p.m. <laughs> but even even, even so, so yeah. 6, 7 p.m., she's she's walking around. You know, Maybe she says, okay, I'm on the 30th, 30th floor. Who's going to be looking at me? Mm. You know, and then she forgot that they just built this building across the way. <laughs> you know, oh, damn, there's that Nakatomi building across the way that, that they just made. Yeah. That they just finished building. 
you know, so I don't know. <laughs> so uh, quickly, what, what do you, what do you know about uh, a thermos? Thermos. Uh, yes. I, I know, I know a good Marine joke about, th- about thermoses, but that's, uh, <laughs> is it family friendly? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, two Marines are, are sitting at the mess hole. Uh, one of them, one of them carries, carries a thermos. The other one's never seen one before and goes, what's that? He goes, it's a thermos. It keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. And, and his friend says, that's amazing. That's incredible. I got to get me one of those. He buys one. He starts using it, and uh, a few days later, his uh, commanding officer notices he's carrying the thermos around. And goes, uh, uh, "Private, what, what is that? It's a thermos, sir. It keeps hot things hot and cold things cold." Really? What do you have inside it? Two cups of coffee and a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. I think friend of the show uh, Brian Locker is going to love that one. He's uh, you know he's he does the Marine Corps minute. He's gonna, he'll he'll love that one. So, oh well, my, yeah, my know. my dad's retired army, so that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, there's all so, the, all those jokes make fun of the other services. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a thermos is is also known as a vacuum flask, a dewar fast flask, or a dewar bottle. Okay, it's an insulating storage vessel that greatly lengthens the time over which its contents remain hotter or colder than the flask surroundings. It was invented by Sir James DeWar in 1892. Okay, it consists of two flasks placed one within the other, which are joined at the neck. The gap between the two flasks is partially partially evacuated of air, creating a near vacuum, which significantly reduces heat transfer by conduction or convection. When used to hold cold liquids, this also virtually eliminates condensation on the outside of the flask. So it's a great idea. You know, the idea, the way that it works, you know, that you're able to put stuff in and it, uh, you know, can can keep things. Uh, things. Now, there are uh, technological applications which uh, rely on the idea of the double vacuum flask. So you have like MRI machines and NMR machines Stuff like that, that they rely on it because they 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 have two vacuum sections. They have the inner fla- flask, which contains liquid helium, and the outer flask, which contains liquid nitrogen. And they have a vacuum section in between, and th- it helps with uh, make these uh, these machines work really well. So I thought that was uh, really cool to see how cool, you know yeah. an idea from 230 years ago has you know helped with technology nowadays of the way that these things work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Learn, learn it's something every minute here. Well, that, that's what we do here. We, we learn about things that you wouldn't expect to learn about on Die Hard. You know, you, <laughs> who would think of learning about a thermos on Die Hard? You know, it happens. We, we go to strange places, yes. you know, when, when you least expect them. And when we have time, <laughs> when we don't have time, we skip them. But, you know, who knows? <laughs> so at, at this point, it moves back to a shot of, of Hans, who's in the center of the room. And he's holding some sort of like a little book in his hand. And oh, yeah. at the yeah, same I, time, I, he's he's like holding his hands in a certain way, trying to calm everyone down. Yeah. And you, you could you, I love this, that he has this notebook. You could tell 
he's pre-written this speech and he has it on hand, but he's also memorized it. Yeah. Um, and it's, probably it's a, it's a, it several times. It's a date book. It's a, you know, a, a pocket calendar or something like that. I, I used to have something like that back in the eighties, you know, when I was in high school, I remember I had one of those, uh, you know, where every day you can flip through nowadays. I, you don't need, there's no need for something like that nowadays. You know, today you can just use a Palm pilot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who uses Palm pilots? I don't know. <laughs> So he, he tries to, you know, he starts moving his hands in a motion to calm everyone down. And that's pretty much how this minute ends. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I love the way that, that all of the, the guards around him, you know, get really menacing. And they start pointing their guns, you know, to try and show, ooh, we have power here. You know, listen listen to what Hans has to say. I mean, you're going to have to wait until Monday to hear what he has to say. But still, listen to what he has to say. Yeah, and especially in that last shot, there's a lot of posing that's going on. Yes, yes, and and I love you look at Carl. Carl was just leaning against the wall, <laughs> arms <laughs> crossed, like, go ahead, make my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? No, let's jump right in. All right, so the script has a few little uh, descriptions discrepancies, as always. Uh, first of all, I love the description about the floors. It says, John enters the unfinished floor. It says, eventually it will be one large secretarial pool, but only a portion is completed. Half finished partitions and office furniture in its original plastic wrappings are everywhere. One end has a few lonely finished working areas. McLean moves quickly to a desk and picks up the phone. It's not working. <laughs> he looks at the He looks out the window at a neighboring building. Then we get McLean's point of view. A high-rise apartment building a half block away sparkles with lights. McLean stares at a pretty girl in her bedroom. She's wearing drop-dead underwear right out of Victoria's Secret's catalog. As we watch, she flops down on her bed and with one long leg in the air effort, effort, effortlessly dials a call on her high-tech phone. It seems so easy. <laughs> and then it shows uh, uh, John again. says, frustrated. He watches this, knits his brow, and says, Think. <laughs> that's it and then uh, sorry then it goes back to the hostage floor on the 30th floor it says the employees have been herded to the center of the room where the desks have been pulled back many people are whimpering holly looks around the room for mclean she's so intent on this that she doesn't see one terrorist waving her forward exasperated he shoves her her glare at him shows us her metal a mm. uh, wider shot as the employees are bunching together, Ellis seeks out Holly. He's clearly scared, but trying to fake courage, he pats her hand reassuringly. Hans steps up on top of a desk and looks over the group. He reaches into a pocket. Several people cringe, but what he comes out with is a Bottega Venita Vin pocket notebook. He checks his own scribblings like a dais speaker. <laughs> so, again, it's it's a great description. Yeah, and you could tell the 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 architecture of the the layout of the office building uh changed the 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 way that that yeah. scene was staged yeah i'm glad i'm glad they changed it mm -hmm. I, you know it would have would have seemed much stranger if they were in the middle of a uh an office uh -huh. as opposed to just like a general lobby where they're having this party okay and stuff like that yeah so mm -hmm. a few little discrepancies there so uh every friday we have a segment called uh weekend surprise so i have a, a, a little segment surprise for you, but apparently you have one for me too. 
So, oh. you know, not only are you, are you going to be surprised by what I'm going to ask, I'm going to hopefully be surprised by what you're going to ask. Let's, I wonder if it's the same thing. We'll have to wait and see. There is, has been much debate over the last 34 years about this movie, whether it is considered a Christmas movie or not. So explain, what do you think? Is it or isn't it? And why? I think, yes, it is. Uh, both, be, you know, because it takes place at Christmas. Um, the the redemption arc you know because a lot of it you know it, it goes through family uh it's it's uh john mcclain um you know over the course of this long journey he finds a way to communicate with his wife um and bring his family back together and uh you know even just uh you know uh, all, all of the uh you know the let it uh, the the music that comes at the end of this movie uh you know it it definitely I think that Christmas feel uh, permeates the film, and I think it, it is an important part of it. And you know, it's one of the reasons I always make sure that I check out this movie at least once during the Christmas season every year. All right, great, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, so what's what's your surprise segment for me? Well, I did a top five. Uh, oh, right, that's a Christmas movies. Um, uh, top five movies that you that uh, are that you wouldn't uh, you know. At, fa- at first, uh, at first glance, think is a Christmas movie. You have to be reminded that oh, this takes place at Christmas. Um, and uh, uh, so, so, so you know, it's another top five list like we did with the um, with the Die Hard knockoffs and the Alan Rickman okay. films. Um, and yeah, and a lot of this is just a look through the uh, the career of Shane Black, uh, who was one of the people who apparently to Die Hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, I do have some other movies in there as well. Um, uh, uh, so number five is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, uh, makes sense. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, number four is Gremlins. Uh, okay, good choice. <laughs> uh, number three is Trading Places. Okay. Um, Eddie, the Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, of course. Uh, 1983. Yes. Yeah. Number two is is the double feature that I think goes with Die Hard every year, which is Lethal Weapon. Uh, of course. Yes. Joel Silver. There you go. <laughs> yes. And uh, number one is uh, is an oldie but a goodie. One of my favorite movies uh, from 1960. It's The Apartment uh, with Jack Ooh. London. Yes. Okay. That's and, great. Isn't that more New Year's than Christmas? I mean, it, it also deals with Christmas, but. Yeah. New yeah. Year. Well, it, it starts it starts on Christmas Eve. Uh, right. You know, Shirley mm-hmm. McLean ends up on his apartment on Christmas Eve. Yes. Uh, so the cookie crumbles cookie wise. Yes. Well, it's, I guess it's time to shuffle up and deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay, thank you very much. That was a great, great little extra segment. I appreciate sure. that. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to one final time tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure. I'm on Twitter at Lil Eddie O'Hare. There's not much there now, but hopefully there will be soon. Uh, and uh, you can check out my podcasting exploits uh, in the DCTV report and the Wicked Theory podcast. Check out the archives of both of those. And uh, Rob, I want to thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun experience. I, I, I had a great time, too. I, I hope yeah. that in future seasons, whether it's a Die Hard movie or not, I hope that you'll be you, – you and I have so much in common. So, uh, you know, you, <laughs> we're both movie guys. What can I tell yeah. you? And, yeah, that would uh, be great. You know, I, I, I know that you talked with Palmer about the fact, that, you know, that you do the uh, Oscar challenge every year. So do I. Uh, yes. You know, for me, it's very important to, to do it. I, I don't include the the document, the the shorts, though. 
that, that well, yeah, those, yeah. those are a little harder to come by. So I, <laughs> I, I steer away from those three, but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. for and, me, for me, shorts aren't the same as, as fooling movies. What can I say? Yeah, no, no. And, and, you know, I, you know, I, I think, you know, half the reason I'm able to do it every year is because I live in New York city. Right. Um, so, you know, for, for you not to live there and be able to still complete that challenge, I, I really applaud you that that's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, but it's fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun that I can tell you. And I've I've gone back and and done so many uh, you know for many of the years in past. I've seen all the best picture nominees that that are available. There's like three from the from the early 1930s that you can't even find, like The Guardsman and White something. I don't remember the names of them. Whatever. But I've, I've seen most of them. So you can go to my website and you can see reviews of every one of those. Sometimes multiple reviews. You know, oh wow! If you want to cool. take a look at that. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us, joining us and me this week. It's been a lot of fun. And like I said, hopefully you'll, you'll be hopefully you didn't have a bad enough time that you'll be willing to come back in future seasons. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see about All that. Right. All right. All excellent. Right. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rock Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter and you can go directly to my website, Movie Rock Minute. Or if you want to just look at movie reviews that I've done, you can go to my normal uh, old older website where it's just movie reviews at this point i have over ten thousand movie reviews on my site so uh, that's moviebrob.wordpress.com so until monday have a great weekend and yippee ki yay yippee ki yay mr falcon mm-hmm.